You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's say hello to a man who is kind enough to work with me in the middle of the night. When I hosted the morning show at NFL Network, NFL AM, we went on at 3 o'clock local time in Los Angeles. Charlie always answered the call. You know his impeccable football resume. Former Redskins GM, three-time Super Bowl champion, former Texans GM. Check him out on NFL Network. They have six preseason matchups this week, a triple header Saturday starting at 3 Eastern. Charlie, how are you, my friend? Brian Weber, Cordell Stewart with you. Uh, Brian, it's great to hear your voice again, and not at uh, 3 o'clock in the morning either. (laughs) (laughs) Well, slightly different. We're sweating here in West Virginia, but you know just how historic and scenic a venue this is. So let's amplify what we were talking about with our pals from the Texans and the Patriots. As a veteran of the NFL and, and somebody who was part of the league way back when the Dolphins ran the table in 1972, how much separation do you see between the Patriots and everybody else this year? Yeah, there's a line. There's a clear line. The Patriots... You go back to last year, lost two games, but really, they, to me, they lost one game because Brissett was playing against Buffalo, and, and to me, that really loss didn't really count. So they lost one game, shoot out with Seattle, so they were very close to being undefeated a year ago. This is a better team on paper than they won, the one they had a year ago. They're, they had Brandon Cooks on offense. That's a whole new dimension uh, that they haven't had there before. Um, they had Gilmore at corner. You know, now, now they can balance up with two good corners. So uh, those are just a couple of things to me that they did. You rarely ever see a Super Bowl team improve as much as they did after winning a Super Bowl. Charlie, we're looking at these two teams. I mean, I don't think they're that far apart other than the quarterback position. You think of Romeo Cornell on defense with Mike Vrabel. Uh, he's bringing that, that New England Patriot mentality to that organization. I think that's why the defense has been so good. And New England is who they are. How far do you think the Texans are away from actually really being able to compete? Last year, what, had, what, three turnovers in the first half by Tom Brady? The score was 14-13, down by one uh, in that divisional game. Can this team make a move this year if they get Tom Savage and maybe even Deshaun Watson actually step their game up to help this offense out? Yeah, I really think it comes down to their offense. Their defense should be even better with J.J. Watt back. And this will, right now, this is the first time they've been able to have, uh, you know, Clowney, Whitney, and uh, 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 Watt together as a pass rush group. And no, you put those three, no team in the league has three pass rushes uh, that are that good together. So that makes the defense even better on that side. I notice they're moving uh, Kareem Jackson to safety. I think that helps them there. Uh, at that point. But uh, offensively, to me, they're challenged. Um, and the Patriots uh, have their number right now. Um, they don't really have, you know, they, they need Fuller to develop to become a speed receiver to take the pressure off Hopkins. The, uh, the Patriots have been able to stop Hopkins um, with different ways to do it. Logan Ryans is gone, but to replace them with Gilmore. So uh, they can stop Hopkins. The other options haven't been that good. Uh, the tight end position is not really a threat at Houston. Uh, it's more of a move the chains type thing. Um, and Savage looked good in the opener. Houston's problem right now is the offensive tackle position. So Houston's offense can't match either New England's defense or New England's offense, depending upon what discussion you want to have. He's Cordell Stewart. I'm Brian Weber. NFL No Huddle on the NFL on TuneIn Special Joint Audio Cast Live from the Texans training camp. Greenbrier here in West Virginia as they team up with the Patriots for joint practices. 
Charlie Casserly, NFL Network, is our guest. Charlie, let's take you around the Lee J. Cutler joke when he signed with the Dolphins. He doesn't have to be in great shape because he's a quarterback. How smooth do you think the transition is going to be considering Cutler played well for Adam Gase in Chicago a couple years ago? Well, the mental part will, will, will be fine. The question is where is he physically and getting in tune with the receivers. Uh, that that's, You can't take that for granted. Uh, he'll handle a blackboard in the classroom well. Uh, what, Gase, what Gase did with him was two things. He ran the ball, and it was a quick, short timing passing game where the ball came out of his hand quickly. So uh, he didn't have to hold the ball. That cut down turnovers. So, uh, But they weren't getting the ball downfield to me uh, the way you needed to do. So we'll see if he can get the ball downfield better. And, again, what kind of shape? Yeah, you got to be in shape, okay? <laughs> so, And your arm's got to be in shape, too. Uh, so you're going to have to monitor his throws. So, and again, in the classroom, he can handle it. Um, I don't think we can take it for granted that it's going to be a quick transition on the field because we don't know what the Cutler's been doing. Charlie, when you look at the, the Atlanta Falcons last year, um, had a good year. Uh, I think had a, a phenomenal run, obviously. They made it to the Super Bowl. They talk about Super Bowl hangovers. Uh, this roster is pretty complete and pretty full when it comes to uh, this Falcons football team. Do you think they overcome uh, the narrative of when you lose a Super Bowl, there is a Super Bowl hangover. Yeah, I, I don't think they will, and I think uh, Dan Quinn will handle it right. I mean, he's, he's a very positive type guy. Uh, he's always talking about competitiveness. That's how they build their practices and their their culture in the building. Uh, I, I don't see that happen. I see it a brand new year, and they'll start from zero. And that's what they have to understand is they get no points for last year on a positive sense when they go into this year. Charlie Casserly, NFL Network, is our guest. Charlie, as we think about what's going on in Indy, how concerned are you? How concerned should the Colts be that it's now week two of August? Andrew Luck, face of the franchise, still on the physically unable to perform list, coming back from the shoulder injury. And over the weekend, owner Jim Irsay wouldn't commit to saying if Luck will be ready for the season opener. Well, you can't worry about the season opener if you're the Colts. You've got to worry about uh, the future. And... I always said to the doctors, they said, well, you know, he may not be ready in September. I said, you know, we play in October and November. How's that? And he says, oh, he'll be ready then. I said, okay, <laughs> then we'll deal with it then. So, we, you know, look at it that way. It's a big-picture uh, discussion you're having there, uh, not a short-term one. And, and they seem to feel the big picture is going to be fine. Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, he's not back yet, but you have, obviously, Martavis Bryant in the mix. Uh, Antonio Brown's gotten a great deal. This defense looked like they should be coming around just a little bit. Uh, do you think this is a year for the Pittsburgh Steelers as far as a window of opportunity is concerned? Well, clearly they need Bell back, but, I, but we all assume that he'll, he's going to play. Uh, we just, you just hope he plays at a high level and gives you 16 games and is there uh, through the playoffs to give them their best chance to win. Their problem is matchups, and it's matchups in the secondary uh, against the Patriots, and especially now that the Patriots have added uh, Cooks it's even a tougher matchup. That's what they can have not been able to do is their secondary hasn't been able to match up uh, in a man situation uh, against the Patriots receivers. And I'm not sure they're ready to do that yet either. Uh, I think T.J. Watt is a, uh, a real sleeper type guy. Uh, I thought he should have been drafted higher than he was. Watching him, I thought this guy had natural pass rush ability. He plays with the motor of his brother. Uh, he is not an overachiever. He's a talented guy. In their scheme, this is a perfect scheme for him. So I think he can have an impact, um, which rarely happens with rookies with the Steelers at that position. So that's key. If the pass rush improves, um, then that'll help that secondary. I still think they're a little bit short in the secondary to match up with the Patriots. 
going around the league with our friend Charlie Casserly from NFL Network. Charlie, we talk so much about the concept of a sophomore slump. I don't think Dak Prescott's going to fall apart, but now that defensive coordinators have had a whole offseason to dissect his tape, no Ezekiel Elliott potentially for the six-game suspension pending the appeal. Do you think Dak will be as efficient as a year ago? You know, I, I don't know why he wouldn't be from his point of view. In other words, if I'm grading him, do you throw to the right guy? Uh, do you go to the second guy when it's there? Is your timing good? Uh, you're right. Teams teams will have a year to think about him, and they did a nice job with him. They got they, early in the game. They get him outside the pocket, get him some confidence, um, and they would be uh, they never were that complex. But he did show the ability to read defenses as the year went on. But the running game dominated. Losing Elliott is a huge, huge loss for him if, he, if he's missing six games. He's missing six games. Uh, three and three would be a, uh, a win for him after those six games. The Rams, Sammy Watkins, uh, they just grabbed him uh, for this offense to help out Jared Goff. Of course, you know you have Todd Gurley in the backfield who did, get, who did not get one 100-yard rushing game last season. Do you think Sean McVay take, let's just consider, the three-headed monster in their quarterback, uh, Todd Gurley, and also Sammy Watkins? Uh, do you think he put them on the right track? Because you have to assume Wade Phillips is going to have this defense on point, especially once they get Aaron Donald signed to his big deal. Well, McVay with the, with the Redskins, they ran a quick rhythm passing game where the ball came out quick. It was mostly a short game. I think that's what fits Goff best. Gurley's problem last year is, is two things. One, the offensive line just didn't block. Uh, he, he rarely had a hole. He's a seam runner. He has to have a quick seam and then go. He's not a power type back. Um, they didn't have many seams in the games that I watched last year. So, uh, uh, again, I, I, I haven't seen the Rams in preseason. I don't know what his plan is to run the ball as far as he's going to use his own scheme, which I think that's probably Hurley's best bet. Uh, Watkins is a talented guy. He can stay healthy. Uh, the guy uh, coming out of college had every bit of talent as, as anybody in that draft, and that included Beckman. He just has not been able to stay healthy. Uh, so it could be a win trade for him. They're getting him in the last year, the contract, which is risky because your option is free agency or franchise. Uh, so that, there is a little bit of risk in that going forward. But you know, maybe he uh, can stay healthy, and if he can, that will definitely help him. Charlie, great information as always. Thanks so much for giving us a few minutes again today here on the NFL on TuneIn. Okay, great, Brian. Great to be with you, Brian and Cordell. You guys have a Thank good you. day. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.